I'm Alfonso Mendoza, host of the My Ed Tech Life podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Coming up on episode 93 of Podcast PD. As connected educators, we understand the importance of finding others that share our passions, but how do we connect and make meaning from and get value from being connected. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day. Except you're going to have more fun with AJ Bianco, Stacey Lindis, and me, Chris Nessie. Let's start the show. What's going on, podcast people? Happy Sunday. It's a super Sunday, and we are here doing episode 93. I am joined, as always, on this tricycle of professional development with my two favorite wheels in education, Stacey Lindis and Albert Jefferson. Jefferson Bianco. <laughs> Thank you, oh. Stacey, for playing the game. Stacey Lindis, how are you? I'm all right, Chris. You're riding that analogy of a tricycle really hard. Well, uh, how else do you ride a tricycle but ride it hard? <laughs> I don't. There's a lot more exertion in a tricycle than there is in a regular bike. I feel that's like true. That. When there's three, it's always more work. Yes. Anyway, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm watching the snow come down on this beautiful Sunday fun day of gains and bowls and chips and dips. But yeah, I'm doing all right. How about you? How's AJ? Well, I'm I'm looking out my window and uh, all I see is, I think it's rain. So it's a oh, no. miserable it's like day a, here it's at the Jersey Shore. New, it's a brand new winter wonderland. We just had one last week and it's a new one, full force. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? I do have something that we can throw in here. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Central Jersey. Yes, it's a place, folks, especially if you're not from around here. It's a place. And if you're watching us and you're thinking it's not a place, well, you're a fool. But thank you for listening. (laughs) (laughs) AJ, what's up, man? Good morning. Good Sunday morning. And if you're listening to this in the podcast, it's probably not the morning for you. But hello. Um, It's snowing here as well. So on top of the almost three feet of snow we got last week, we're going to get another seven inches or so today. I think we're in a different band. I think we're getting more than that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Well, it's snowing here again. So uh, it's Super Bowl again. You mean the big game? Oh, sorry. I was talking <laughs> about soup, like the cans of. S-O-U-P-E-R, yeah. Yes, the big game is the big game is happening today, and uh, I'm getting tired of watching it. <laughs> it hasn't even started yet, yeah. Well, you know, something we're not tired of as, as we roll into the morning. First, I am doing well. Again, it's just rainy and miserable here where I am in New Jersey. And this is a special Sunday morning edition. But after the fact, it doesn't matter because this is anytime, anywhere. Uh, good morning to Dr. Dan Krinas checking in on our YouTube chat. And let me just start with a very special two-sided announcement. First, to Dan Krinas, happy birthday. As we're recording this show, Dan Krinas celebrated the big 4-0. So wow. happy birthday. Birthday shout-outs for Dan Krinas. Oh, to be 40 a, again. So I texted Dan the other day, and I said, happy, happy 40th. I was like, I'm scared. 
<laughs> I'm approaching that. And, Are you uh, really scared? Yeah, I don't want to be 40. You get me? Oh, 40 is great. No, it's not. It's I didn't awesome. want to be 30. 30 was also AJ, awesome. AJ, I'll let you know when I get there at the end of April. Yeah. And Caitlin and I were talking the other day. She's like, so what do you want to do? And I'm like, I know it's my birthday. It's like my day. I'm not, I'm not scared. It's not the middle of my life. You know, I kind of take that Gary V approach of, yeah, I'm turning 40, but I probably got another 60 years left. So I turned 40 and I went to Disney like that's with my, without my children turned 40, went to Disney, ran a race without my children. Just saying. I'm not going to Disney. (laughs) I'm not running a race. So (laughs) Chris does CrossFit. Yeah, I do CrossFit. And you have a Peloton. Uh, But I don't talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. So you want to talk about that tricycle again? No. (laughs) Well, no, let's talk about Dan's hundredth episode. Yes, that's that's the other thing. So first, happy birthday to Dan. And Dan uh, recently released his 100th episode of his Leader of Learning podcast. And of course, he is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. So that's why we're taking extra special time here to shout out one of our own. So Dan, congratulations on your 100th episode. Continue to lead, continue to learn, and uh, continue to do the great content you're putting out there. We love it. Here's Mm -hmm. another 100. Cheers. Another hundred. We're we're getting we're gonna get there soon too. We're on ninety-three. Ninety-three. I haven't looked at the calendar, but I guess we're you know seven fourteen weeks away. I guess if you know we do the every two week thing. So whatever that is from now, April ish. Maybe we'll celebrate my birthday and the hundredth episode. Well that makes sense. I'll turn forty and we'll do the hundredth episode. But April ish is when we founded, right? April twelfth, yes. whatever year. Yes, podcast PD rose uh, around the time the Titanic sank, I guess. <laughs> Wow. I, you know, it is what it is, but that would just be another great podcast of a bald white guy with glasses turning 40 and celebrating his hundredth episode. There you go. Full circle. Must be a education podcast network thing. Yes. There you go. AJ, you and I had to become bald white men. That's what I'm afraid of. (laughs) 40. (laughs) What would Stacy look like as a bald white man? Uh, hmm. I'm sure there's an app for that. I have zero criteria for that. <laughs> um, all right. Anyway, so uh, speaking of the Education Podcast Network, also want to give a huge shout out to Alfonso Mendoza, the Fonz, host of My EdTech Life. He is now a member of the Education Podcast Network. So we're very excited to welcome him into our little podcast family. And uh, if you're not aware of My EdTech Life, go to Fonz's website, My EdTech dot life and uh, he live streams his show on youtube uh typically on saturday mornings but he also releases it as a podcast and uh he's having some great conversations he's a great guy and his podcast is worth checking out and adding to your podcast listening lineup absolutely agreed took long enough well, welcome Fonz. good to see you Woo-hoo. yeah the guy who the guy who runs the network is a little slow sometimes <laughs> so i need like a uh, talent evaluator there you go that that's why uh that's why he talks to people AJ. <laughs> um, so AJ, what are we talking about today? This is a, a brainchild of all of us wanting to have this particular conversation, but you really put some some great notes here together. So why don't you lay out where we're going to go in this episode? Yeah, just to uh, put it out there, you know, this is let's see, it's twenty twenty one. We're still in the pandemic, and although we have been connected, and many other educators who we know are connected educators through social media and other conferences and things like that. We thought this is a good time to kind of talk about why being connected is important 
and talk about all the different ways you can be connected. And and Stacy, I know this is something that you know you don't like that there's just too many ways to stay connected. And you know, I'm not saying it's not a, not a bad thing, but there's a lot of different things, and we're going to kind of talk about those different things today, and just kind of figure out you know how we could do it, how we can streamline those different tools, and what's the best approach when using those tools. And and I'll put a little teaser in here. You know, one of the things that came up, and Chris and I talk about this, is the use of Clubhouse. You know, I think it's one of the big tools for educators right now. And it's something that we want to talk about, something we want to focus on. So, you know, if you're in the Facebook world and you're, you're watching this or Twitter, Twitch, whatever else we're streaming to, jump in. If you're on Clubhouse, if you use any of these different tools that we're going to reference, we would love to hear your point of view, how you use it and how you connect. Yeah. So uh, as you're watching, uh, as we're talking about these different platforms and how we use them, make sure you are sharing your usernames. Uh, if you're listening to this after the fact, you know, make sure you're connected with us in the many places that we are going to talk about, because it's it's safe to say that the three of us, we do get value from being connected and having conversations. And we're always looking for new ways to do it and new people to connect with, because that that's part of the value of, you know, being a connected educator. And I'll throw out one of my views right away. And that is being connected for me is not just about connecting as a teacher and an educator. I get value as a person, and I believe that if we go through personal development and personal growth and try to be the best person we can be, that's going to impact us far beyond our profession. So if we're growing as people, we are growing as husbands and wives and parents and friends, and I think that just goes to leading a good life, and you know, raise your hand if you don't want to lead a good life. For those of you who are listening, nobody has their hand up. We all want to be good people. So it's not just, we can't just compartmentalize our development and how we interact with other people because it all, it all ties together. I, I think you're onto something there, Chris. And I think it's something that we'll definitely talk about, like, you know, thinking going into this whole Twitter thing when I got started in 2009, I think it was, you know, I, I focused on, on many different things and I kind of narrowed my search. And now, you know, as I am, as you said, father, husband, I kind of look for different things, leadership. It's not just educators anymore. It's, it's a lot of things that are going to help me become you know, the better person that I want to be. So I'm looking forward to this. Stacy, how did we meet? Um, you and I or the three of us? Ladies choice. Oh, ladies choice. Um, so we all connect. Well, you and I connected through, I think it was EdCamp, New Jersey, when it was in not New Brunswick. Where was it? Um, one of the Brunswick's. East Brunswick? I think it was in North Brunswick. North Brunswick. Yes. And um, we connected through that. And I remember um, I registered and you were the person who was responsible at the time for responding to people who registered and giving them um, an image to put up, right? Um, saying that they were attending EdCamp New Jersey. It was a little license plate. And um, you mentioned that you were a podcaster. And I was like, that's so cool. Who knew that there were podcasts about education? I like listening to podcasts. I listened to, um, at the time, I was listening to a running podcast and a podcast about Harry Potter. And um, it opened up a whole crazy new world. And then I um, I fangirled and followed you when I when Ed Camp New Jersey came up. I fangirled, followed you to your first session about um, creation versus curating. And um, I was like, oh, my God, I listened to your show. It's so great. And um, the rest is, as you would say, history. And I will 
never forget that moment. Me neither. Where, because because you have been such an instrumental person in my life, you know, professionally, personally, you you're just you're just one of those people. You know, we talk about the five people. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You're one of my five people, along with AJ. Thank and you. you know, it's our relationship has just been amazing. So I'm I'm not trying to suck up to you, but I will never forget meeting you and having you say like you were the first person who I met face to face who said you listened to my show. Was and I really? Yes. I don't you know, I, I, I got like some emails and you know people on you know on Twitter, but that was very early on in the process, and that it just meant the world to me that you know we got to connect and you know I I, I love to connect with my listeners, but you are I think listener number one. So that's awesome. And then AJ and I met at um, Ed Nato. We connected Ed Nato. though. I remember that. <laughs> we connected though via Twitter. Right. So we, so Chris and I through a conference, AJ and I through Twitter, we are both part of BSC 530, which if you're looking for, it was the best gateway into Twitter chats for me mm-hmm. because it was steady. It was a small, tight knit community. It wasn't one of those over large chats where you felt overwhelmed. I really felt like I connected with a lot of people through BFC 530 and um, it was a great, great chat. And then somehow we, would continue the conversation. I wasn't sure. I'm not sure AJ that wasn't Voxer was not involved in that. Right. Like, no, I don't think we did Voxer until after Ed Nato. And then, um, yeah. So then we met in person at Ed Nato. I think for some reason we were already dressing up like, super, no, you and um, Chrissy were dressed up as superheroes right. in your session. And then I think that Ed justice league was born that day. That day, Cause Adam was there and Danny was there. Yeah. And, and that was where Voxer became like our professional development tool, where we started a Voxer group to to ch- talk with each other. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what how that's how it started. I met Chris at Teach Meet back in <laughs> oh man, I twenty fifteen. It was either twenty twelve or twenty fifteen. I think I think You're, it was twenty fifteen. The shadow was pregnant, right? I so think that who was, was she pregnant with? I think that was pregnant with Daniel. I think she's pregnant with Daniel at that point. I think. And, and that was where he came up to me. Oh, it wasn't Caitlin. Lunch. No, it was not no, Caitlin. No, it was not Caitlin. <laughs> so AJ comes up to me and, you know, we have our name tags on. It's like lunchtime and he comes up to me. He's got his like plaid button down short sleeve shirt on looking all professional. And I'm there shorts and t-shirt and flip flops because that's how I roll. And he's like, you're Mr. Nessie. And I'm like, you're AJ Bianco. And, you know, and then I walked away since then. And then he walked away. <laughs> No, see, I was supposed to, you know, this is what it was. I was, it was Teach Me 2015. I was supposed to go to the Ed Camp, like that original one, but that's when Ryan was born. So that's why I wasn't there because it was November and Ryan was only a couple of days old at that point. So I decided not to leave Jamie with a newborn baby. So, You're <laughs> to, so to go to Ed Camp, to go to Ed so Camp which I was like, <laughs> I'm not going. But imagine that. It could have been, we could have been at 200 episodes by now. Could you imagine? <laughs> no, I can't. Still trying to figure out how we're going to get to 100. <laughs> <laughs> one weekend at a time so that's how we got connected and stacy what what popped into my head when you're talking about bfc 530 and you know the the intimacy of that chat i can't help but think that how could that chat not be very intimate when it takes place at 5 30 in the morning but you have to think you're about like, a, god i was say you're not going to get you know sat chat size numbers at 5 30 in the morning 
during the week. So but you it's have to a remember wonderful that I, I do agree. Jessica Raleigh, and I forget the gentleman who started it with her, um, his head, his name has just flown out of my head. But they started it and they were running it in three different time zones within the U.S. So that was the other thing. Like if you came, if you woke up, if you were up for the 530 chat on the East Coast, you also had the advantage of like bringing in New Zealand and Australia. And, you know, every now and again, Craig Yen would be on there and that would blow my mind because I was like, what is this dude doing up at two? No, yeah, 230 in the morning. Right. And so because he was in California. And so if I... um could steal some time from coaching and stuff because at the time I was a coach, I would, I would like log in for the other Satch hats at school, mm-hmm. but, or not Satch hats. I'm sorry, BFC five thirties because they were running at different times. And now it's run by someone else. Um, it's not the same, but I still think that it has like that same quality of being like a good first chat to get involved in because it's not the sat chat, right? Where everybody is awake. It's a Saturday. BSC 530 takes place every day. So you're making those connections. Um, yeah. So uh, I guess, I don't know if this is shifting gears, but that's how we got connected. I'm sure anybody who, you know, you who's listening, you are in some way a connected educator, whether you use Twitter or Voxer or, you know, listening to this podcast, you might feel connected to the three of us, even if we've never spoken, which by the way, if you listen to this podcast and you've never reached out to us, feel free. I'd like to think we're all pretty approachable. Even AJ, you will reach out. You could talk to us and we would love to know who you are. So please take the time to do that email, Twitter, or any of the ways we're going to talk about that. We are functioning out there in the world. But what I want to ask is, has being connected educator benefited us? Has it benefited you guys? Like, have you been able to reap rewards from it? Has there been fruit on the tree professionally that you've been able to get value from beyond our friendship and, and the people that you've got connections with, like how has this impacted you guys professionally? Do you want to start AJ? You want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I I have no problem starting. So for me, I'm going to have to say, I have to say yes. Like I feel like this has totally helped me grow. Um, and, and I don't want to get into like my personal story here. It's not, it's a different podcast for a different time, I guess. Right. Um, literally a different podcast. Uh, for me, I was a social studies teacher. I was always going to be a social studies teacher until, until Twitter, you know, until podcasting, until meeting people who kind of pointed me and pushed me in different directions that allowed me to kind of expand my network and do different things. You know, I was talking to somebody the other night, you know, I remember like back in the day, like everybody was like, you want to be that Ed celebrity. Like everybody wanted that, like that Twitter, well, you want to get recognized on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. Like that ended for me very quickly. I didn't want that. But I started to see like the reach in New Jersey. And I really like I really like being that person in New Jersey and New York that, that people kind of know, I'm putting quotes, and are familiar with that we can make the connections more locally. You know, I, I've enjoyed that. And it's helped me get to know a lot of great people, a lot of great leaders. And it really has allowed me to do a lot of things I want to do, such as professional development, coffee to you, um, and even the position I'm in now. You know, if it wasn't for you guys over these years, you know, I don't think I'd be able to have the confidence to take on those other positions that I've taken on over the last five years, six years, or we've known each other, you know, and, and shout out to Chris with, you know, we put this together, you know, I can't tell you how many times Stacey and I were like, no, we don't need to go live. We don't need to do this in front of people. But like now the communication that we have like via zoom in our world, I'm more comfortable in front of a computer and I don't mind talking to people like this. 
you know, and it's how I got the job that I have now because I had to interview through Zoom and understand how I can communicate with people. So, you know, you guys, you guys have and Twitter has and these different social networks have uh, allowed me to grow. So that's definitely part of my story. What about you, Stacey? All right. So, um, yeah, I'm with AJ totally. And, you know, it's funny because AJ's story is a little bit of the opposite of mine. Um, I got connected on Twitter because my colleague Dan kind of said like, that's where people were connecting. And, um, at the time he and I were new tech coaches together in my district. So he had been a tech coach prior. Um, so he knew a little bit more about Twitter and I was new to, to Twitter and, um, and it was it was really just career changing for me. Um, it really put me for the seven years that I was a tech coach. It put me in the right places, in the right rooms. It gave me the right information, information that I needed to grow. Um, it connected me with you guys, which would have never happened because I would never have. I mean, I would have heard about EdCamp eventually, but I didn't go to that first EdCamp because I wasn't, I don't think, on Twitter at the time. And then another colleague told me about the first EdCamp New Jersey. And, um, you know, it grew from there. And then Dan and I went to the second EdCamp Philly. Um, and like it through those conversations and creating those connections, um, it led to other conferences. And for me, Twitter was the catalyst for attending different events, which is where I do my best learning and connecting. I'm more of an in-person learning, connecting kind of person than a online social butterfly. I mean, it's it's where I learn about the things. It's not necessarily where I connect the best, as you guys know. Um, and and I I don't think that without Twitter, um, AJ and I definitely wouldn't have connected, or it would have been much later, um, and on a more probably shallow level because those Twitter chats really just led to some interesting conversations and then um, feeling comfortable to go up to someone, right? Like, I think that's also the value of having an online presence and making those connections is you've already like jumped that first hurdle of like saying hello. And now it's just like getting like, okay, I know your, I know your Twitter handle, you know, and now I can talk to you. I don't know, like if that makes sense, but it, it kind of creates that, that sense of ease and comfort in that, like, I already know you. I was able to talk to um, Jay Billy that way. And, you know, then eventually um, uh, his name just flew out of my head too, but the like Matt Miller's and like, you know, when, when I went to ISTE, Matt Miller, I knew Matt Miller because we had already connected online, right? Like that was not a hurdle that I had to jump. Right. And I could still fangirl about who he was and all the great work that he was doing but he knew who I was too, which was kind of cool, right? Like it wasn't like a, a one-sided acknowledgement of, of one another. And so, um, you know, and I do, you guys know this, um, I try to keep my social media separate, but it's like, at this point it's getting, it's kind of mixing together, but not quite like a, it's, it's more like, um, like brownie batter where you can still feel like the granular pieces and less like a um, cake batter where everything's like smooth and like whatever. But it's really interesting when your husband tells you what time you're podcasting in the morning. Cause he saw it on your Instagram. <laughs> That's what happened. He was like, so you're podcasting at 10. I'm like, Oh good. I was just looking for that. I was like, how do you know? He was like, it was on your story. <laughs> Thanks Doug. <laughs> right. Thanks Doug. Thanks honey. So, um, Thanks, sweetheart. You know, it's all kind of just mushing together um, in a good way. And I think that that's that makes it easier, too. 
Stacy, when you're talking about, you know, meeting people after connecting with them on Twitter in, in the early stages of this being a thing, I remember like I, I would go to conferences and I would recognize people's faces because of, you know, their avatar yeah. or, you know, we, we would go to ed camps and we go to conferences and, you know, you wouldn't just say, you know, hi, my name is and like Chris Nessie, it'd be hi, my name is at Mr. Nessie. So people could, you'd read people's Twitter handles mm-hmm. at these things. So I think for many of us, Twitter was that, that gateway to a different way of communicating and connecting with other people in this profession. Because, you know, when I got into it and, you know, I heard my teachers growing up, we all heard the metaphor of, you know, teaching is like being on an Island. You go into your classroom, you close your door and you're alone for six and a half hours with you and your students. Right. And social media has changed that game. You know, it went from only connecting at conferences in like your subject area or education events to you can connect anytime, anywhere and reach out to people and ask questions and you can learn from people. And I think that's, you know, one of the biggest benefits, you know, for me, Twitter, and, and I've told the story before, you know, Twitter is one of the reasons that the house of ed tech exists and how I got into podcasting because I wanted more people to hear what I had to say. And I got tired of being a retweeter, right? Somebody who was reading other people's blogs and sharing other people's ideas And, you know, podcasting was a way that I could put my voice out there literally and Mm -hmm. have the conversations I wanted to have with the people I was interested in learning from. You know, I say on the podcast that I am learner zero because I have the conversations so I learn. And then it just so happens that I share those conversations with the world, just like we're doing right now. We're, We're kind of sharing our story and, you know, talking about what we get value from. And the hope is that somebody who's going to listen to this is going to say, maybe I can look at Twitter a different way or another platform a different way because I see that they're getting value from it. Maybe I will get value too. So maybe this conversation will inspire you to try something new and try something different to enhance your experience professionally and personally. And quick shout out to uh, Dave Frangiosa, former guest of the podcast. He's watching us live. Uh, He says he met AJ and I, he met AJ through Twitter and coffee edu. He's definitely pushed me as an educator And AJ and Chris have pushed me out of my comfort zone and have been helping me put out my own podcast. That's right. AJ's on team push. (laughs) And Dave Frangiosa is putting out a podcast. He's, he's going to be putting it out there. So Dave, you know, you're watching, please, you know, drop your, uh, drop your website in the chat and, uh, or, or if you want to come on and, you know, quickly promote that, we'd love to have you to share that. Anybody who's just share your, your stories about connection. Yeah. Put it in the chat, uh, for people watching live, uh, Go to podcastpd.com slash join, and you can certainly come on. And I mean, if you want to tell us how you connected with us, that's cool. But if you just want to share the value you're getting and contribute to this conversation, we'd love to have you. And for you who's listening after the fact, stay stay abreast of when we are live because we normally do the show live every other Sunday night at 8.30 p.m. where we're building community and connecting through the live stream, you know, on YouTube or Twitter or Periscope or Twitch. So we're trying to model connecting with you and we invite you to do that with us. All right. So Twitter seems to be everyone's gateway. What else are you guys using? Like I said, I keep my Facebook and my Insta very separate. Um, But again, there's been more crossover than normal. So do you want to talk about those or do you want to talk about Voxer, which we've already kind of talked about or podca- um, podcast slash YouTube or clubhouse. Where do we want to go? So I'll, I'll dive in with, 
Um, so for me, I keep dual identities. So I have a professional Twitter. I have a personal Twitter. I have professional Facebook. I have personal Facebook. I have personal Instagram, which for a while I was trying to keep out of the professional realms, but then I don't know, AJ kept tagging my Instagram and it just made sense that people could connect with me through this podcast. So, you know, at DJ Nessie is my Instagram, but I also have at house of ed tech where I do content and, you know, try to promote the podcast through Instagram that way. But so there's been that little bit of bleed over, you know, where I'll share stuff for this podcast on my personal Instagram, but I know I, I I'm still, I'm not connecting with educators and having education connections through Instagram on my personal thing, because that's where I'll, I'll put pictures of my kids and what I'm doing personally and where I'm just kind of goofy. Um, I mean, I'm goofy in other places, but. Hey, Chris, can we clarify when you say you have a personal and a professional Twitter, Facebook, Insta presence, what is your professional version? Like, what are your, do you want to share your two handles or is it? Uh, so my, my personal Twitter is at CJ Nessie. And sometimes there's people who try to follow me there, but, but that's where I'll like, I'll, I'll talk sports and I try and just, it's just totally different content. Whereas if you go to at Mr. Nessie, I'm not talking about the Yankees. I'm not talking about the movies I enjoy. You know, I, I keep that more the professional side. I let my personality come through you right. know, with, with things I say, or if I stream audio on Twitter, if I go live on Periscope. Um, but in terms of the content I'm sharing, or if there's an interesting article I read, you know, you're not going to see at CJ Nessie on Twitter talking about ed tech, right? See, that's really and interesting because not- Twitter is where like, it is like a fuller picture of everything that I am like, right. Like my entertainment things, I'll sit there and put a, a company on blast. If I'm pissed off with their service, it's usually where I go first because they respond very quickly because they don't like negative, negative stuff on their Twitter because it doesn't look good. But, um, that's where I like, it's, it's a more rounded out picture of who I am where like my Facebook is more like friends and family and, it's becoming slightly more professional. And then my Instagram is like all the things I'm nerdy about. If that makes sense, like, or like, oh, no, I get it. Like the passion. And I do the same thing with Facebook, but we do have a caller. So we're, we're going to integrate the caller into the conversation. Let's and, do it. Uh, let's do it. So Dave in North Jersey. Oh, How's it up? going? <laughs> is it snowing? I can't see through your window. Yeah, it's snowing. <laughs> yeah. We don't need any more. No, we're good. No. Yeah. Good morning, David. How are you? All right. How's everything going? Good. Good, sir. Good, so, sir. It's good to see you with your Mets shirt on. Yes. You know, got to represent. So, but uh, hoping that the chase for 28 goes for years to come. So, you know, so. <laughs> thank, you. thank you, Dave. Yes. We're hoping we just, have to change, <laughs> we just have to change the name, just change the number yeah. as it go along. Uh-huh. But anyway, uh, actually, the first of the three of you that I connected with was actually Stacy. So, um, Stacy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So Stacy and I were actually at an ISTE training at Riverdale High School. And uh without that, I never would have gotten into the Twitter world. Um, you know, so I didn't have Twitter, I don't do social media, any of that. And it was suggested there um in that training that, you know, go on Twitter, connect with people, and that was how I entered into this. Um and from there, um, I actually wound up connecting with um, a writer from Ed Week, Maddie Will, 
who saw some of the stuff that I was doing and, and wrote uh, a piece on going gradeless. And from there, uh, Ron Durso, who I worked with at Hackensack High School, who was friends with AJ, suggested that I go to the Coffee EDU. And, you know, so then I started going to the Coffee EDUs and what was that about two years ago? Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, just kind of like spiraled from there and, you know, uh, just that, like those simple connections, they just kind of snowball. And I mean, professionally, it, it definitely has pushed me. I mean, AJ's constantly sending me conferences that I, I never know existed, um, you know, pushing me to submit like proposals and, um, just kind of get our message out there, what we're doing. Um, and like, that's been great for me. And Chris, I know you're anti-book, um, but <laughs> he, he's definitely, um, <laughs> he's definitely been helping me in, in that area as well. And, uh, you know, um, been, a, been a really good sounding board for me. Um, so I, I do appreciate that. And then, um, for anybody out there that sees the, the tweets from Chris, uh, if you're looking to put a po- podcast out there, he says he wants to help. He means it. So um, he's met with me a couple of times. And to be honest with you, I had no connection to Chris before the first time I actually came on the show. Um, you know, and you want to talk about somebody who really just like cares about education and really means that he wants to push this forward. Um, like it's the truth. Everything that they're saying is uh, it's all about connections and just like pushing education forward. So take them up on their word, connect with them. Um, you know, uh, like first time I met AJ, like we talked about baseball. It was like, I known him forever. Uh, same thing with Chris, like, you know, um, the way the ISD thing was run, I didn't get to talk to Stacy too much during that. So it was weird. It was, it was not my jam either. No, no. But, um, you know, I, I we think, did yoga. I like yoga, but it was yeah. just bizarre, right? Like ISTE and yoga, my head blew up. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing right now. I feel like I'm in some kind of cult. Yeah, but I think we did still connect. And I think I sent you some of the Your stuff. Your stuff, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I sent that to you back then. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and like, so there there were connections. And when um when I saw this, I asked AJ, I was like, was she at ISTE in, in Riverdale? He's like, probably, you know? So, um, but like, but since- I guess you and I also connected on the fact that like, I never finished that program and neither did yeah. you, right? No, I, I didn't. I actually, I went through and I did the entire course. I just met, ne- I never did my uh, portfolio. portfolio. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So I just, I didn't see the value, you know, neither did I. <laughs> Great minds, right? Um, but yeah, and then through this, I, I've been connecting with educators uh, across the country. The peg doesn't fit um, out in, uh, what was that, uh, Kansas? Kansas. Yeah, you know, um, great guys out there. And like, you know, just that that entrance into Twitter from ISTE has opened up a whole new world of education for me. Um, you know, just getting different ideas and you know, um, like step outside the echo chamber though. Like that, that's the one thing, like the, the one thing that I've seen is there's a lot of people who flock to people who aren't going to challenge them. 
you know, so get out there, have them like have your ideas challenge. It's, you know, that's how you grow, you know, and we don't always agree and that's okay. As long as those conversations are productive and, yeah, I think we need to start using this platform a little more effectively rather than just pat each other on the back and say, Hey, great job. You know, I'm not saying be rude about it, but you know, let, let's just, if we're here to connect and grow, let's connect and grow. You know, I, Dave, I agree. I'm sorry, Chris, go ahead. I, I agree. Uh, you know, like a thousand percent in that, you know, something like Twitter over the years, we've seen it become at times very much an echo chamber. It's a, uh, you know, look what I'm doing and then how many people can I get to compliment me on what I did that's awesome and how many people can tell me that it's awesome. Where if you're going to put yourself out there, you need to be prepared for the people who will challenge you and you have to be, it's got to be a two-way a street, you know, two doors, you know, whatever analogy you want to come up with. Uh, maybe maybe the tricycle is applicable. I don't know, probably not. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, if you're going to put yourself out there, you, you have to welcome the, the criticism as well, positive and negative. And, and you have to be intentional about how you're going to handle pushback on what you think. Right. Yeah. So Dave, before you jumped in, we were talking about, and I'm sure you heard the conversation if you were in the the waiting room or whatever Chris calls it these days, um, connecting on social media. Chris was saying he doesn't really like to have his things crossed. Stacy doesn't like to have hers crossed. Everything is kind of separate. Me personally, I, I put everything out there because for, for me, you know, I, I know you're not part of this, but I'm going to get to this in a second. My, my Facebook, my Instagram, my Twitter, um, it, those things are both personal and professional to me. And I feel like if you can't know me as a person, then I don't want, I don't want you to know me. You know, like I have my friends, I have my family on different sites and this is what I do. You know, if they want to know who I am, this is how they're going to see who I am. I think the only thing that's just more professional is completely, why are you guys laughing at me? We're not laughing at you. Okay. Oh, thanks, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. Just you know, when I actually try to sound like I have a point, now I totally forget where I'm going because you put that on you, the screen. No, you do have a point. I don't I know. I was just using the analogy. No. Anyway, you you thanks. you, you can overlap. That? Yes. Can can we say that then? <laughs> anyway, um, Dave, you don't really have, and I'm not saying this in a negative way. This is just your feeling. You don't have much of a social media presence beyond Twitter. I know you had thought about uh, groups in Facebook when you have the book come out. I know you had thought about dabbling in LinkedIn. You know, I know Instagram is not a thing you want to uh, you want to have. So why? why? Why is that the case? And do you ever see yourself kind of pushing out there more? Like you're going to be a published author. And I've pushed you. And look, to, to be 100% honest with the world, Dave and I have become extremely close from coffee to you. I think we text each other every single day. So I, I, I try to push him in this direction. So you know, I've never kind of got onto this, but how come? How come you don't go beyond? Well, all right. So for for me, um, I'm, a, I'm a little bit older, and I think I kind of missed that window. So I, I didn't go through college with social media. So like I missed that window where people were actually getting into that and making it part of their routine. Um, you know, when I say a little bit older, I'm, I'm 44. It's not like, you know, uh, say, not, you and I are about the same age. I'm like trying to figure this out. Yeah, no, like I, I'm not saying like I, I'm a world away, but it's just that window. Like I, I miss that window where, you know, I guess people were getting into social media and, you know, it was never something that I got into. Um, 
you know, and um, I guess I'm kind of a, a private person. Like my stuff's not out there. I, I don't take a ton of pictures. I'm not, um, I'm not out there like that. And so this stuff has really, like I said, pushed me out of my comfort zone, but um, I, I'm trying to, I set up all those things, but it's just not a habit for me. And so it's, it's not that I'm opposed to it. It's just, I find managing it a chore. And so I'd rather manage one of them very well than try and do everything and not do it as well. So yes, I, I, yes, I appreciate yes. that. I appreciate that. And Chris, I'm, I don't mean to interrupt, but this is something you were saying before, right? You've got your personal, you've got your house of ed tech. That's you. Like we're going to talk about brands for a second. That's your brand, right? So for me, like I have the, I have the reflect that we all share the podcast PD, but I don't always tweet from those or, or Instagram from those or Facebook from those because this is me. I do this. This is who I am. Yes, I have kids as well, but like I want you to see what I'm doing and I try to put it out as best I can. Like Dave, I don't like having to go onto other accounts to try to manage those because it doesn't work for me. That's why I push out as much as I can from my personal account. Because again, this is this is who I am. Like if we're going to talk about my kids here, you might as well see who the kids are. Like we spoke about, I try to avoid the names, you know, just in case of crazy people out there. But like sometimes they're there. See, and I think for me, I'm not much of a self-promoter. So like it it was nice to hear that like Dave say, what a great job everyone does at like really being sincere. Like when, when Chris says he wants to connect with you and push you through, like, and then he'll promote you. AJ's a really good promoter of himself and others. I'd rather just promote others. I do not self-promote. So like I've worked with colleagues for years and some of them are still just finding out that I've been podcasting for years, right? Because I don't talk about it. And Chris probably gives me a lot of side eye when I say that he's not doing it right now, but I'm sure he's not very happy that I'm not promoting. It's just not something that I feel comfortable doing for myself. Now, when Chris talks about House of Ed Tech and like a great episode, I'm more than willing to promote that. If AJ's talking about Reflect Ed, which AJ, I'm caught up. Um, like I'm happy to promote that as well, but it's not like, I'm not like, Hey, look at me spotlight on me. So I get, I I get the sense Dave, that you're kind of the same way. And maybe it's like, maybe it is the like slight age difference that we have from Chris and AJ, you know, with those 30 year olds and stuff, but like, I, and I, and I, but I see the value in it. I just can't bring myself to be that person. Like, You'll very rarely find anything on my Facebook that says that says that I have a podcast or that, you know, I'm going to this conference on Facebook, unless it's a conference that I think other educators would benefit. You know what? I don't know. I, I see what you're saying, Stacey. And I got to be honest, it's because of the promotion of our podcast. It might be the reason why I have the job I have right now. I can't tell you the amount of people and both in my district and in my school who are like, heard you on your podcast. Good job. You know, and I'm like. You listen, you listen to that. So maybe that's where, I, why I am where I am right now. Right. Thank you, Chris. So anyway, so like sometimes the promotion is helpful. It's not self-promotion. And like, this is what I talked about with, with some other people at Coffee to You. Whenever that was the last time we had it, probably like the 1990s at this point. Um, <laughs> there's a difference between like self-promotion for promoting versus like what we're doing. Like we're not promoting like us, like, oh, we're all talking about this. When we get on here, we're going to throw Dave on this. We're going to throw another guest on here. We're going to say, we are sharing our information for you, the world. Mm. You know, here's a thought. Here's a thought. Here's a point of view that you can take with you. You know, And as Dave said, 
challenge it or agree with it. You know, so it's not like we're promoting like, here's everything I believe. Listen to me. I'm the all knowing. That's not what we do. It's never been what we do. Right. We're, we're just having conversations. And AJ, what I was saying, yes, 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 to is like, I think there is a difference between promotion and self-promotion or marketing, right? So if Stacy were to, again, uh, uh, if Stacy were to step up her game promoting Podcast PD, it's not, hey, listen to Podcast PD, look at me, listen to me. It's there you might find value in these conversations here this is where i'm learning and i invite i want to invite you in to this which is i think what what i do with house of tech and what aj does nicely here so for stacy or or for dave as you get ready to have your podcast and you're putting yourself and your content out there in a bigger way it's not hey look at me i'm the best it's i think you might find value in what i have to say come check it out take it or leave it, but I think it's worth taking a look at in this space. So Stacy, I, I did, does that make, does that make it make more sense and seem less? It makes a difference. Yes, absolutely. It's a different mindset, right? And it's, it's less me and more we. Yes. And, and don't get, don't get me wrong. You know, there are people out there who are, look at me, 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 me. Right, and I'm not, I mean, like the you, other thing you, is like, you, I, you. I don't want people watching right now because like I had like all the remnants of dust from the work that we're doing in the house. And then I worked out and I, I had to shower, but then I didn't have time to put my face on. So like, I don't. I don't yeah, know. baby. <laughs> yeah. Whose face are you wearing? Uh, Just not, you know, my are you Nicholas Cage or John Travolta? Oh, good gravy. <laughs> uh, real quick while we're uh, sidetracked. Want to acknowledge somebody watching in the chat, Enrique commented, connecting with others outside of your own school and district can give you a renewed sense of hope in your education practice as quote unquote outsiders can give you different perspectives to reflect on. Yeah, you know what? That is so true. Like I, I really part of the reason why I decided to put out um, you know, the podcast and my information is I want that outside feedback, you know, um, like sometimes we're too close to something that we can't see, um, what the drawbacks of it are. And that outside perspective, I can't tell you how many people outside my district help push me forward. So like, yeah, that you hit the nail on the head there. I really like what Enrique is saying there too. Yesterday, um, I know we were talking about, um, like, it's interesting, AJ, that you're saying that you haven't had coffee EDU in a while, because I know that Corey Radish and um, help me, Paul oh, O'Neill, yeah. have really got, been going strong with their coffee EDU um, Jersey Shore. And then yesterday, the two of them also helped orchestrate Ed Camp Blitz again. And, you know, I think this might be the first time or maybe the second that I actually attended Ed Camp Blitz, but I also was able to do that from like this, like from my own bedroom, you know what I mean? Like I, again, camera off, but it was just an easy way. And like you're saying, like the ability to not have to get up, leave the house because everything lives in Zoom or Google Meet, that made it such an easy way to get it done and just kind of feel like we were connecting and and listening to those outside voices. So I got to attend three sessions. I wish I had attended 
not not necessarily not attended those three, but there was one that like kept being elevated at the end um, where the students reflected on what virtual education has been like for them. And um, I wish I had gone to that. But now it makes me interested in creating a similar discussion group with my former students and students from other schools and just kind of getting feedback from from them, like students in my own district and and getting a sense of how can I be doing this better? I don't think my fifth graders are going to give me that insight, but my former fifth graders could. All right, let's run with this for a second. And this is something that Dave has has mentioned to me before. You know, Coffee EDU through Zoom, and Chris, you were there that time. And yes, we got hit with a Zoom bomb, and I'm not even talking about this. I did not enjoy the Coffee EDU via Zoom. I felt like it was a lot of like, kind of like what we just happened here. Like we're talking over each other. Like, oh, wait, let me wait for you. Let me stop. Okay, hold on. And then you forget your point, And then it's, that's it. I feel like Coffee EDU is more organic. Like you can have those conversations. You can move around the table, move around the room, and you can actually, you know, be part of a conversation. So I have not pushed out the coffee to use via Zoom. I'm, I'm glad it's working for, for Corey and Paul. I know it's working. I know they get big numbers. But for me, I just find myself, you know, being in a room, the kids are going to be there. I'm not going to put myself in, in the basement like I am right now. But, you know, I feel like when we have coffee do and I bring the kids with me, I don't have to attend to them as much as I do at, at the house. You know, I feel like I have to be watching them. I was part of EdCam Blitz for a little bit yesterday, but I just couldn't focus because, again, I had the kids, I had other things on my mind. So I, I'm glad that 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 unconference, we're going to call it unconference, was successful, but it felt like it didn't feel like an EdCamp to me. It felt like somebody speaking, and then when you had your moment, you can jump in there. Um, so I, mean, I mean, no disrespect to the organizers of that. I think it was going well. I was there for a session and a half, and, and then I just lost it. But, you know, and that's where I'm going to bring in this other idea. Chris, you're going to be with me on this one. And Dave, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but this idea of Clubhouse, this could really become a game changer in the in the sense of education that we can actually have these moments we can have these conferences and we can have these discussions that are more organic because with this new clubhouse app which i didn't want to say i was a part of and now i kind of jumped into it i'm really intrigued by what it could turn into shut up chris i hate you i'm laughing because i'm just thinking you have to know how to use it otherwise ag will just hang out and listen to chris and stacy talk for 20 minutes and then (laughs) and get yelled at for not participating (laughs) And then when she AJ, why don't you speak, AJ, AJ, speak. <laughs> Let me in. <laughs> and there's like no messaging. I couldn't like text you. <laughs> but I didn't get it because Chris literally just showed up as part of the conversation. I didn't. I expected the same for you. So whatever. Use your fair, You were busy. You, you were cutting. You were like cooking and cutting potatoes, which we were saying, hey, if Stacy can do PD and still be cooking or doing whatever, that's probably going to be something she's into. But it was I totally wanna, awesome. Uh, AJ, you mentioned... Uh, you know, with Coffee EDU and, you know, how the Zoom can be impersonal. We're going to call this quick crossover. I don't know what's happening. Me neither. Is this like a Jetsons, so like for th- Flintstones crossover? <laughs> yeah, there you go. So for this podcast PD episode's House of EdTech recommendation crossover segment, I want to very quickly talk about Kumo Space. K-U-M-O-S-P-A-C-E. You can find it at kumospace.com. All right. I learned about this from the Fonz. Again, we talked about my EdTech life being a part of the Education Podcast Network. Recently played with this on some live streams. 
this is a cool thing. I'm just going to quickly say, go to kumospace.com in your Chrome browser, sign up for free, and you can create a virtual room for up to 25 people where it looks like, Stacy, you'll probably get this. And, and I think we all played with color forms back in the day where you had those yes. boards and you could stick stickers and you could have, you could play, right? It's mm-hmm. kind of like color forms meets Zoom where you have this room that you, it looks like a room and it's like a flat room, but then you have little tiles that are, you could have your camera on. And as you move around the room in this virtual space, the closer you are to people, you can be having a conversation. If if I'm on one side of the room and Stacy is on the other side, we can't hear each other talking in this virtual space. We actually have to be within a certain radius to connect and talk to people. So I explored it with some live streaming I did recently for uh, TCEA and, and House of Ed Tech, but definitely go check it out. Get a free room. Um, it might be a game changer for, uh, again, up to 25 people for a coffee EDU. I could potentially see, and I, I said this the other night, we're going to see, you know, Ed Camp Kumo space within the next 12 months, I believe, where you're going to have this room or rooms and a website where you could sign up for an Ed Camp that's virtual and you're going to be in this virtual space. So I say check let's out. create it, Chris. OK, let's do it. I, I, I would. My comment was it's going to happen, but am I the one who's aggressive <clears throat> enough to make it happen? So, all right, I got co-planner Stacy. Frangios is also going to be on the planning committee. Dan's going to help. Dan's going to help. Enrique is going to help. So we're going to make this happen. So it's coolspace.com. And uh, that's this episode's podcast PD House of Ed Tech recommendation. But that totally makes sense, AJ, what you're saying about um, Zoom not being authentic because you are waiting and you don't you can't hear people when they are talking over one another. And then, you know, there's also, as Chris is pointing out with his Kumo space, the proximity thing, right? Like the people with whom you're sitting next to or across from are the people that you're having conversation. And then when you start having side conversation with someone who's like three people diagonal to you, you literally get up and move around and you, you know, and it's organic and it's free flowing. And when you get up to use the restroom or go get more coffee or get food, then you shuffle. It's, I don't know, it's like a very nice natural shuffling of like the magical stairs of Hogwarts or something. Yes. And, and AJ, what I can relate this to would be when we were with Jesse Lebinsky in that virtual yeah. space yeah. where we did that presentation Joe thing. Mm-hmm. It was like that, but not as VR or augmented reality as that experience was for us, where we were together talking to each other and we couldn't hear what was going on elsewhere in that virtual space. Right. Um, I think this could be, it was like, Stacey, you, you use breakout rooms, right? In Google yes. Meet? Okay. So when you do that, you don't have the ability. And even at high school, I don't know what the kids are doing in their meets unless I go from meet to meet, breakout room to breakout room. Same thing. I wish there was a, um, I wish there was like an, I liken it to an overhead camera. So, you know, you see the four of us now. I wish that you could see like, this is this group of four in breakout room one. And this is this group of four just to see that like Dave is nodding his head. It looks like he's participating. AJ looks like he's taking notes and Chris is getting ready to talk. Right. Like, I wish I could see that. Like I was watching my children in a daycare center, but I'm watching all 22 of my kids work independently in a breakout room. There is there is a clunky plugin for Google meet that lets you do that. So if your computer is fast enough, you could do that it, again. It's clunky. It's not great. We can't but use me. Right. But within Kumo space, if, if I had a class of 20 kids in a Kumo space, I could have them grouped up it would look like they're at tables or there's like a classroom background. I could have groups in the same space. I could megaphone and broadcast to the whole room 
or I could move from conversation to conversation while they're talking. Uh, there's also screen sharing. So, so there, again, it's definitely worth checking out. And I think this could, this could be something right now. It's free. I can't say later what it's going to be, but you know, check it out. And it's saying, combine that with go guardian, go guardian, or, you know, Hapara. That's great for me seeing what's on their screens, but I don't get the audio. Um, and, and I don't just, need the audio piece. I really, time. I don't, I just want to be able to see what their face, like what they're doing. You know, the expectation in my classroom is that when you're in a breakout room, cameras are on because you're a small group, right? We want some authentic connection as authentic as being in zoom can be. But, um, I, I see what you're saying, Dan, about combining GoGuardian, but because it's a separate app on a Chromebook, you don't see what they're doing because it's not, it's not a web interface. It's a, an app interface, unless I'm doing something wrong. And then Dan, feel free to call me later. <laughs> um, so do, do we want to explore Clubhouse? I know, you know, we I are... want to talk about it because I joined in for the first time into a, like, well, for the second time, but the first time where it wasn't, we were wrapping up a show or having a conversation and then we all went into Clubhouse. This was more authentic to like, I got pinged, I joined and I continued with my cooking while I listened to Eric and AJ and Chris talk while waiting for tacos. Yes, that, that was the room I decided to start talking ed tech while waiting for tacos and the tacos were delicious. But AJ, um, what was what's your impression of Clubhouse? Uh, so for me, I kind of like it. <laughs> It's kind of the thing. It's kind of like the thing you were just describing, the Kumo spaces, but just not so techy. You know, I kind of like that on Clubhouse. I can kind of be in a conversation and just listen. I can't tell you the amount of times that I have opened the app, looked for the different conversations, and just jumped into one because the title was intriguing. You know, I've been listening to conversations from Gary Vee, from um, you know educators, from leaders, just just people. The other night, I was. I was in a conversation. I pinged Chris with uh, Brian Kite, who's a podcaster and somebody I've been listening to for years and just kind of listened to his thoughts on something. And towards the end, there was nobody in the room. So he just started calling people up. So I hung on and had a conversation with him. And this is a dude that I've been listening to on a podcast for a while that I just kind of spent legit five minutes just talking about his ideas of discipline and how we can bring into the world of education. And, uh, you know, I, I like the fact that you can sit back in a conversation. I like the fact that it's it's private in a way and you're connected with the people that you want to connect with. So like I know, Dave, you're not on Clubhouse and I just sent you the invite if you want to get into it. And like it doesn't cost anything. It doesn't do anything. It's just you know, if you want to see what the world looks like, you can jump in. And, and I think, Chris, you and I have definitely been pinging each other in a lot of different conversations because I've seen a lot of value to a lot of the people who are on there. I really think it's you know what it is? The thing I like about it most, it's open access to like anything. You know, I mentioned Gary V, Brian Kite, these, these names, as you go through and you look for people to follow, it's names that like, oh my God, I, I read that author and there he is holding court on a stage and you're just listening. So you don't have to go and pay $700 to be in one of their sessions. You're getting it right there. You know, there's podcasting sessions that that Chris and I have been kind of joining into. There's there's, you know, voiceovers. I like the idea of voiceovers. A buddy of mine is into it. So I've been kind of following voiceover people and, and educators. And like there's like no stopping you. you. You don't have to have a niche. You can just go and just find things you're interested in and just listen and take notes. I, I think that's a, a, a great assessment of what the experience is. And what I what I'll add to that is 
it's kind of like listening to the radio, but it's got that feel of sometimes you might feel like you're in a conference session, but then some of these clubhouse rooms can feel like those hallway conversations you have at events or just sitting around the table or at a coffee edu or, or at an ed camp. And the possibility for topics is endless. You know, I've talked about in the past, you know, if there's a podcast or a topic you're interested in and there's no podcast for it, you'd be the one to start that podcast clubhouse is if there's a conversation you want to have and there's nobody having that conversation, start the conversation, you know, and start to connect with people. You know, last night I was in a room, AJ, I don't know if you wound up coming in, but I was in a room listening to some Super Bowl chatter with Gary V and Rich Eisen, you know, from ESPN NFL Network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, at one point, you know, Gary V had to leave and Rich Eisen, whoever was helping him moderate was like, all right, you know, if, if you want to raise your hand, talk to Rich Eisen. Go ahead. I, I, I kept listening because I was doing some other work. But he talked to like 10, 15 people, and it had the feel of like listening to the radio. Um, and for a good chunk of it, he was talking with uh, Eric Stone Street. He played Cam on Modern Family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so cool. And and he was in there. And Cam, uh, Cam, uh, Eric is a big, <laughs> uh, big Chiefs fan, part owner of the Kansas City Royals. But like if they had picked me, like I could have been just chatting with them. Like I followed Eric Stone Street. And, you know, then I look like, oh, who is Eric Stone Street following on Clubhouse? Who else could I potentially connect with? And. You know, uh, again, we're talking about connecting and having conversations with people and, you know, getting that personal development. This I I think this is going to be a game changer, folks. It's going to be a game changer for educators. And I think, Chris, one of the coolest things is that you can find those people that you want to listen to and you can kind of follow them and you get notifications about when they open a room, you know, whenever they talk. And that's what I've been doing with a lot of the people who a lot of the authors that I, that I really dig. You know, I just kind of follow them. Click on that little notification when they start talking. I get an, I get a notification, you know, just more notifications on my phone. But like it's it's quiet. I don't have to worry about it. Um, I like it. You know, I don't always participate in every chat, but like if there's something I want to say, I can say it. And if I don't get called on to say it, I'll hold on to it and and create a <laughs> podcast about it later. <laughs> yeah, and and it's a way. I mean, on on people's profiles within this app, people are putting you know, one or both, either their Twitter handle and or their Instagram handle and people that you might find yourselves listening to a conversation will say, Hey, you know, follow the other people in this room. Cause we're all interested in the same topic. We're all have the same interests. And, you know, they'll say, you know, my DMS are open, you know, come and connect with me. And I- I'm pretty sure, you know, for someone like AJ, if he's in a room with an author who he finds value in and they say, you know, connect with me on Twitter and my DMS are open, AJ could instantly go and say, Hey, I was just in a room with you on clubhouse and now AJ can start that conversation and then the author will be like, oh, you were just there. Yeah, I'll talk to you. It's not just getting a random DM out of nowhere. It's like, all right, we share that common interest and we were in the same place at the same time. Yeah, I think it's going to open up not just like not just for my interest, but it's going to open up how we do our podcast. It's going to open up who we get on there. I'm learning about new people, like people I've never heard of because, you know, we talk about Twitter. We talk about, you know, Instagram. I think like it's so hard to find these people. On Clubhouse, I'm like casting a wide net. I'm grabbing some people. I'm following a whole bunch of people. And if those people choose to follow me, great, fine. But I'm meeting tons and tons of educators from around the world who I didn't know existed. And it really is going to help make us stronger. Again, Clubhouse is iOS only right now. I know they're hoping in the next six to nine months to have an Android version of their app. Uh, it's invitation only. So if you are on an iOS device, 
and you'd like to explore this and check it out, you know, ping Stacy, AJ and myself, because we do have some invites available. So if you'd like to explore it, re- reach out to us. I currently have three. Uh, and I don't know. And I think once you go through your first three, I've already gone through my first three. So I had six and then I got three more. So the more you kind of invite people, the more opportunities we'll have to invite people to be a part of this. And, you know, we, we can start a room together. Maybe one day we'll do a podcast PD room, you know, instead of recording an episode, we'll try and do a, again, it's not recorded. There's no cameras. There's no text. It's just, you know, conversation, audio conversation. And I think that could certainly be very powerful. Yeah. If you are, if you are interested in, and I just invited Dave, cause I know Dave is, uh, might dabble with this. I think, you know, just learning. So if you are interested, DM one of the three of us, me, Chris, Stacy, and we need your cell phone number. So that that's how you get the invite. We can't just send you like via Twitter. It has to be through a cell phone number. So you have to share your digits. And you know, the benefit to that is the people who you see on there, you're seeing the people. So you're not seeing people using fake names and, you know, fake aliases. You, if you see, Gary V on there, it's Gary V. It's not somebody who's pretending to be Gary Vaynerchuk or Stacey Lindis or AJ or me. It's us. You don't see people's phone numbers in the app, but that's how you get in. So you do have to be who you say you are. And if you are trying to be me, be a better me, please. Just do all the things that that I don't do. And if you're trying to be me, good luck trying to reach who I am. (laughs) Um, Well, this has been a fun conversation. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm glad we have a podcast about it. There you go. Um, there you go. We don't have a recommendation. We're not ready to do another pod I'll, study. I'll, I'll recommend something. Oh, all right. Go ahead. I'm going to recommend the podcast, Earning Before Learning. That's From Earning to Learning? From Earning to Learning. Sorry, Dave. That's all right. I thought I had it for a second there. And then I, You're I, out. I didn't see it on the screen, and uh, Chris wasn't making fun of me. So, so. <laughs> Dave, Earning to Learning. Dave, Dave, pimp your podcast, please. Tell us about it. Where can people find it? Let's go. All right. So it's from earning to learning. Um, and the reason I have that title is we're trying to move students and teachers from thinking about just earning grades to what true learning is. Um, and I'm trying to keep the episode short and there's going to be a mix. Um, so I'm going through like just one topic at a time. I'm trying to keep it between six to 10 minutes an episode. And then um, I have some, some guests lined up that I'm pretty excited about. And those will be longer episodes, but um, you know, just trying to challenge the status quo and just move people more towards learning. And um, you can find it on Apple podcasts, Spotify, and then I guess from from what you told me, everybody else will be picking it up now that it's on those. Um, and then there's a lot of stuff that uh, I have on my website, which is uh, reimagineschools.com. So I'm just trying to put a resource out there for people who are looking to make changes in their classroom and try and cut their learning curve and, and maybe just have some discussions about what's what's best for students. I love so you it. definitely want to check out his podcast. Um, also, Dave, like we said, when he, came, when he first came on, he was a former guest of our podcast. That was back in episode 72. That was in April of 2020. Remember that 10 years ago? So if you didn't listen to that episode, go to podcastpd.com slash 72, where that's where we go really in depth. And Dave shines a light on you know exploring equity and how we can expand reach when it comes to grading and assessing in schools and you know, 
start there and then jump over to reimagineschools.com and subscribe to his podcast and show him some love. Connect with Dave Frangiosa. It was a great conversation. Go back and listen. Thank you. All right, Stacey, ready for some uh, some morning magic? Well, before we go, Dan has asked the question, and since I don't see him at school anymore, I miss you, Dan. Um, my podcast number is 27. 27- oh, <laughs> I thought he was asking for your phone number. And I was about That's to say, Stacey, get your phone number out. No, <laughs> he has my phone number. Oh, my okay. podcast <laughs> number is 2721. Yeah, Dan and I would joke about this every um Every Wednesday or Thursday, whenever he listened on his way to work. What in the hell did you just say? I hate you. What was that number, Stacy? Twenty-seven twenty-one. Oh my goodness! Great, Scott. Anyway, on that note, it is time to say goodbye. So say goodbye, Christopher. Goodbye, Christopher. Say goodbye, AJ. Goodbye, AJ. Say goodbye, Dave. Goodbye, Dave. Goodbye, Podcast PD. Thank you for checking out this episode of Podcast PD. For links to everything that we discussed in this episode, you can visit the show notes at our website, podcastpd.com. To connect with the show on social media, we are at Podcast PD on Instagram and Twitter. And we share using the hashtag PodcastPD. To connect with Stacy, AJ, and myself, we are on Twitter at Mr. Nessie, at Stacy Lindis, and at AJ Bianco. We would love to hear from you, so please go to podcastpd.com slash feedback and send us an email, send us a voice message, whatever you need to do. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you share it with somebody that you think would get value from it. Word of mouth is the best way to share a podcast you enjoy. And we hope you enjoyed Podcast PD. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate your sharing. And we love creating this podcast for you. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care.